Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hej och välkommen till Vinpratarna! Hej! Andreas, jag ser ju dig från datorn. Ja, det här är, det är premiär, jätte, jättekonstigt, eller roligt tycker jag också. Ja, lite spännande. Vi, vi kör någon sorts uh, FaceTime-variant den här gången för att mm. vi är på olika platser. Men vi tänkte att nu, fan, nu ska vi, det här måste vi lösa. Det är så vi gör ju så många andra. Så att nu sitter vi, jag ser dig där. Ja. Och du har en ny mikrofon som vi hoppas kommer att låta bra också. Så. Ja, jag känner mig väldigt proffsig. Ja. <coughs> Hur är läget då? Ja, men det är bra, tack. Det är alldeles utmärkt. Det mm. är... Fullt ös som vanligt kan man Vad säga. Vad har hänt sen sist vi sågs? Uh, oj, nästan ingenting. Är det var inte så länge sedan. Nej, det var inte så länge sedan. Men ja, det som har hänt är väl... Ja, det är jobb som vanligt kan man mm. säga. Det är inte så mycket mer än det faktiskt. Det känns som att hösten är verkligen i full gång. Mm. Ur mer ös än någonsin på något sätt. Vi ska, du hade ju en liten intressant intervju förra veckan. Som ja. vi nästan bygger det här avsnittet lite på. Precis. Uh, kan inte du berätta lite? Jo, jag träffade Ferran Centelles. Eller som man nu uttalar det. Prova oss, var det. Ja, exakt. <laughs> Ferran Centelles. Han är alltså spansk sommelier och har tidigare jobbat. Han var chef sommelier på El Bulli. Ja, verkligen. I, från slutet av 90-talet mm. fram tills de stängde. Och han, är fortfar- han jobbar fortfarande på, på restaurangen. Mm. De har ju inte öppet nu, men de håller på med en massa forskningsprojekt och delat ja, massa grejer. Så att mm. han, han, men det han gör utöver det är att han också skriver om, om vin för Jensis Robinson. The Wine Queen. Ja, exakt, Queen of Wines mm. Så han skriver då såklart om Spanien Och, mm. har, äh, jätte... och han var i Stockholm f- f- under Spanska vindagarna För att hålla en masterclass Var han trevlig? Jag hade inte trevlig. att var där men det var... Ja, Mycket trevlig, sympatisk Och äh, väldigt så här Slugn och trevlig Och, och ja, men jävligt härlig Och kunnig som tusan mm. såklart Och han höll en masterclass också ja. Var det? ja det gjorde han Den mm. kunde jag tyvärr inte gå på Men jag, var, jag fick en liten intervjustund med honom mm. innan och, och snackade då om Det nya Spanien Alltså vi har ju pratat om Spanien Du och jag tidigare mm. det är så Spanien bortom Rioja hette ju det avsnittet mm. Det var ganska tidigt Ja ett och ett halvt år sedan och sånt ja. där, tror jag. Mm. Men det här blir ju mer då, Det här var mer snack om vad som händer Just idag. Det är ju väldigt mycket kul som är på gång i Spanien mm. tycker jag. Jag tycker det är ett jätteroligt eh, vinland att hålla koll på. Vad var hans emotions då? Var det liksom, jobbar han framförallt med spanska viner? Eller jobbar han med liksom, alltså, europeiska internationella viner? Men fokus på Spanien? Eller? Ja, fokus på Spanien. Vi pratade lite grann om, om, om hur hans arbete på... Det får ni höra sen också, men på El, El Bulli. Och även där så... Där var de ganska internationella, men ändå fokus på, på Spanien. Men det, mm. han kan, det han jobbar mest med idag är, är ju Spanien. Mm. Verkligen Spanien och vad som, vad som händer. Men, nej, men hans känsla var ju att det, det händer sjukt mycket sjukt snabbt. Och det mm. är liksom regioner som, som till för bara några år sedan, eh, som Madrid till exempel, mm. var ganska tråkigt. Som mm. idag helt plötsligt på. Och, och Teneriffa också. Bara så här, det görs fantastiska grejer där. Och, eh, 
Så han, han pratar om lite roligt och lite roliga, roliga utvecklingar i Gerez och lite överallt faktiskt. Mm. Och vi pratar även lite grann om, om Kava i mm. med den här, de här appellationssystemet, nya appellationssystemet där. Mm. Och vad, vad det kommer att göra för... Ja, men det var, det var en spännande, väldigt pratbar snubbe och, ja. och en kul intervju. Och det som är också lite extra roligt att lyfta upp ja, men Spanien till exempel då regioner som folk inte har så bra koll på för när folk tänker åt ett spansk vin så är det ju antingen Rioja, det är Priorat det är väl de två liksom man tänker på först och sen såklart Sherry alltså så här, de mm. mest välkända och så här, Ribera del Duero de vinerna ja. som generellt har gjort ganska stora viner och när liksom trenden på 90-talet var att liksom göra mycket internationella druvsorter. Alltså Cabernet Sauvignon och, och såklart Tempranillo givetvis. Och liksom ja. Garnacha. Alltså de druvsorterna som var ganska liksom välkända redan. Och man ville göra ja men, imponerande viner i form av kraft. I vissa fall extraktion. Mm. Och göra liksom... Det låter så fel att säga park i men det var ju lite så. Eller är det, ju, lite det är så. ju fortfarande ja, så. Ja, men ja. I, i med det så runt eller så här, de intressanta producenterna som man kanske är lite yngre producenterna idag startade ju runt liksom från 2006 och framåt. Ja. Så det är fortfarande väldigt nya projekt och man har ju inte hunnit följa liksom kvaliteten så pass länge. Men bara av att prova liksom de senaste årgångarna men som vi pratade om lite tidigare från Teneriffa och från Manchuela och ja. Sierra de Gredos och liksom sådana lite mm. mer udda appellationer så blir mm. man ju verkligen så här: vad är det som händer? Ja, visst. Är detta Jag en bombal? Ja, <laughs> precis. Det, man blir så det är roligt också att det går fort. För, för, för så här, vi hade vårt eh, spann ut, utanför Joscha-avsnitt för ja, men ett och ett halvt år sedan ungefär. Och då, men, vad pratade vi om där? Ribera del Duero till exempel och sånt där va? Mm. Rueda och lite, lite grejer. Ribera Sacra var lite också. Ribera Sacra lite grann tror jag. Mm. Och, i, och i Bjärtso definitivt. Men idag så känns ju de ganska household mm. på många håll. Alltså för att folk känner till dem ändå. Och nu är det mer de här kanske regionerna då, som Madrid, Valencia och Tenerife mm. som, 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 som länge har producerat vin men gjort lite trista viner kanske som, som, som börjar göra kvalitetsgrejer. Men också kul. Jag är, jag, jag, men det, det är också svårt. Alltså, om man ser det liksom. Det är klart att det är lättare att ta till sig en Rioja en ett vin från Teneriffa som är så här 25 olika inhemska duvsorter som man knappt kan mm. uttala. Mm. Men det säger också lite om liksom tiden vi är i nu. Är att ja, Det är en producent som kanske äger väldigt få hektar men han väljer att ändå att liksom separera alla vingårdar och alltså så här producera nio olika viner istället mm. för två. Mm. Så man gör det kanske lite svårare för konsument men också mer intressant. Ja, visst. I um, alla fall för, för oss. Ja. <laughs> Eller för branschen liksom, är det ju <laughs> väldigt kul med diversitet. Ja, det är. Jag är ju, personligen är ju fortfarande helt insnöd på Rivera Sacra. Jag tycker mm. att det är en jäkla härlig region. Utan att få liksom det här lite, lite mer av elegansen. Och, som en mensia är ju en fantastisk druva. Jag tycker den är så himla härlig. Men Rivera Sacra, mensian ibland när liksom, i de bästa fallen nästan drar åt lite Pinot Nebbiolo hållet mm. eh, jäkla fint tycker jag vi gör väldigt bra med det, eller i alla fall på, på Fli, vi säljer ganska mycket um, Ribera Sacra och Bjärse också, alltså det är så här ja. viner är en bra priskategori folk gillar, en, i det här fallet Mensia då, i den här liksom de blir lite rökiga, lite köttiga men fortfarande väldigt så florala och liksom ja, friska, ja. uh, och så serverar den lite svalare passar liksom perfekt alltså till mycket mat också eller den typen av mat som vi serverar vilket är väldigt tacksamt ja. att arbeta med ja. Har du några spanska favoritregioner just, just nu här? Ja, här alltså regioner jag har ju inte rest så himla mycket i Spanien tyvärr, jag har mest varit liksom runt liksom Baskian och Barcelona där omkring men jag har ju några favoritproducenter som jag har jobbat med nu det senaste halvåret som jag tycker är så här, bara, wow, vilka goda grejer. Och mm. viner för bra, säger så här, bra value och väldigt mm. så här, mycket ursprung. Eller så här, man känner liksom ursprunget, <laughs> ja, ja, på ett elegant sätt. Ja. En av favoriterna är ju Commando G. 
Jag vet ja. inte om vi har pratat lite om dem tidigare. Men det är ju en region som heter Sierra de Gredo som är väldigt nära Madrid. Ja, okay. Så som jag förstår det, väster om Madrid. Och det är lite där liksom the cool kids <laughs> hänger nu ensam. Ja. Och de gör ju viner framförallt på Garnacha. Ja. Och alltså, när jag har provat dem blint, då är det ju mer man går liksom mot Pinot, Gamay, det Commando G i verkligen så här viner som är supereleganta. Mm. Och um, om man hör, alltså där, de har ingenting med liksom traditionell rustik grenache att göra, utan det är snarare i en pinoesk ja. stil. Um, och detta är då, det är två kompisar som gör det. Uh, så da, Daniel Landi som också gör sina egna viner och Fernando Garcia. Så mm. de kommer på att vi ska göra projekt tillsammans och bara välja liksom de, de bästa vingårdarna, alltså så här, väldigt branta vingårdar på väldigt gamla stockar och högt över havet. Ja. Så de gör dem i lite olika stil. Vi har köpt mycket på den här Broja de Rosas och Matabaricos. Matabaricos mm. skiljer sig lite för den är hur de säger Carignana vilket är Oj. så konstigt. Det är ju ovanligt. Ja, och och jäses på liksom Amfora. Inget svavel, okay. inget liksom, så här, väldigt vild. Men den är ja. så ren. Alltså okay. när man öppnar den. Alltså, man blir så himla glad. Den är bara så här blommig, aromatisk. Så här fina, smuliga terniner. Alltså så himla gott. Shit, vad roligt. Ja. Och detta är fortfarande ett projekt. De startade 2008. Ja, i tio, tio år sedan. Ja. Och det känns så kul. För alltid när man pratar så här med spanska sommelier. Och människor som reser mycket. Så det är alltid Commando G de nämner. När man pratar om liksom, viner från Madrid och den... Regionen. Inte så dyra heller. Alltså, liksom de enklaste vinerna ligger runt 160 spänn. Liksom, och det är liksom, det är, och ibland vingårdar som är liksom mot 70-90 år gamla. Mm. Um, så absolut, de, de tycker jag är superhäftiga. Så jag gärna, ja. gärna, gärna åker till Sierra de Gredo och kollar. Det verkar supervackert när man ser på bilder i alla fall. Väldigt vilt. Ja, kul. Och det kul. blir ju, alltså man tänker också att Madrid, det är ju ökar liksom, det är varmt. Ja, det är varmt som varmt som tusen. Men kommer man upp, ja. man får, får inte glömma det när man kommer upp liksom på höjden. Det är samma sak med Teneriffa. Får man liksom vind, höjd, och kommer, då funkar det ju bra liksom. Det blir aldrig ja. kokt, utan det är alltid liksom finessrikt och liksom stora skillnader på uh, dag och natt. Uh, vilket Verkligen. också bidrar med liksom karaktär. Uh, ja. Så det, det är viner som jag tycker det är jäkligt balla just nu. Ja, coolt. Jag kan också på tal om Garnacha så finns ja. det ju just nu i småpartisystemet finns det ett vin som heter Nava Herreros Garnacha de Bernabeleva. Mm-hmm. Och det är producenten heter en bodegas Bernabeleva. Det är just från eh, Vinus de Madrid, alltså från Madrid. Mm. Också en riktigt trevlig, eh, också lite, ja, men lite pinoeska stylen fast fortfarande med rök i mineralitet och ja men det är riktigt kul vin faktiskt. Det, det kommer väl nu i september men det finns faktiskt flaskor kvar av det. Vad roligt. Ja, det är kul. Har du varit på Kanarieöarna? Eh, du jag var på Teneriffa någon gång när jag var typ 12 år gammal eller sånt där med, med familjen men... okay, ingenting som kan bidra till vinpratarna. Nej, inte nu men det, det står ju också det har ju helt plötsligt åkt upp på listan känner jag att mm. utforska de där delarna. Lite perfekt så... men det är med småkids också och du kan ju åka till Kanarieöarna och sen bara kör vi Teneriffa så alltså, åker pappa på besök så kan ni taska på poolen. Något sånt får det faktiskt bli tror jag framåt ja. vintern framåt februari när man behöver lite sol på näsan. Och lite vin i magen. Exakt. Uh, jag har inte provat så mycket viner från Teneriffa. Jag har provat några inte stycken. Uh, det görs ju inte supermycket heller. Mycket stannar ju där också. Ja, Men väldigt svårt att få tag på grejer hit. En producent, uh, Suerte del Marques, är väl en av de pionjärerna och de som har uh, lite satt Teneriffa på kartan. Ja. Uh, och lite i samma liksom, vibe som Commando G. Man separerar alla vingårdar var för sig. Uh, egna buteljeringar arbetar med väldigt mycket inhemska duvsorter ja. uh, jag har skrivit en liten lista här och för er som är liksom nördar så ska jag ja. lä- läsa upp dem här ja. lista negra Malvasia, Malvasia Rosada Negra Moll, Bastardo Negro uh, Moscatel, Tintia <laughs> en som är väldigt svår att uttala så ni får ursäkta Viarego, Viarego Negro <laughs> Goal, Verdeo 
Forastera Blanca, Trontes, Marma Schelo och Pedro Jiménez. Alltså det är bara några av dem. Det är massa fler. <laughs> Så när man liksom, det är väldigt svårt att blindprova. <laughs> Men ja, du, jag kan, visst. om man ska säga lite är väl också att uh, det är ju väldigt, det är ju vulkanisk, en vulkanisk mm. ö. Mm. Um, så man kan få lite kanske samma vibe som jag tänker som Sicilien, alltså Etna. Att det är lite, man kan få lite av den här liksom vulkaniska minoriteten som man, ja. man gillar. Um, och Suerte de Marques, Marques är också precis som Comanogé. Det startades ganska nyligen, alltså 12 år sedan, 2006. Um, och det är också så här gamla vingårdar. Um, och de har en speciell sån här, vad ska man säga, uppbildningssystem som är väldigt gammalt. Uh, som heter El Corredon Trensado. Ah, okay. Trensado betyder flät, alltså att det är ihopflätat. Ah. Så lite samma grej som pergola som man använder för att kunna um, odla andra grödor. Så det är liksom uppbildningssystemet. Um, Rankorna, liksom, de har flätat ihop dem. Och ah. i de flesta fall är de liksom över nästan hundra år gamla. Okay. Uh, och okay. med tanke på att Teneriffa var ju också ganska is- är ju isolerat från liksom resten av Europa. Och mm. förutom de här vulkaniska jordarna så är det ganska, ganska mycket sandiga jordar. Så nästan alla vingårdar är oimpade. Aha, okej, okay, okej. Okay. Ja. Exakt, så om man är lite nyfiken på att se hur de här liksom uppbildningssystemen ser ut. Det är jäkligt coolt, så sök på... Men vilken av öarna var det här så? Det var Teneriffa? Det är Teneriffa. Mm, ja, precis. Mm. Trensado. Ja, men vilket också var ganska smart liksom. Ja. För att liksom sejfa om det inte funkar med druvor så har vi liksom andra grödor också. Coolt. Såklart. Ja. Um, och också när man provar vinen därifrån, alltså de är så goda. Vi hade en, en vit uh, från uh, Suertersnäm Marques. Och det är också så här, du har en sälta. Och en mineralitet som är så himla liksom mm. um, aptitretande. Mm. Uh, och jäkligt, är uh, bara väldigt intressanta grejer. Um, Ja, det är då kombinationen av vulkanisk jord, komma högt upp liksom över havet. Vissa av alla vingårdar där är så här, ja, men också biodynamiska, ja. plockar allting för hand. Vissa är liksom förbrant ändå. Men också så här, det är ett coolt ställe. Jag hade gärna ja, åkt visst, dit. Alltså. Visst. Ja, jag, ska åka, jag är också jävligt sugen på att åka dit. Mm. Framförallt nu när det börjar bli så bra grejer där också. Mm. Nice. Kul, ja. Okej Andreas, jag har ja. ett litet tips på tal om liksom, lite roliga bra spanska viner. Bra spanska viner. Mm. En annan, annan region som är lite så här kul, för man har inte mm. provat så mycket därifrån tidigare, är ju Manchuela. Ja, just det. Och det ligger ju också liksom i traditionell bulknäste, Castilla ja. La Mancha. Där ja. man framförallt har gjort rosé på Bobal. Uh, vad tråkigt. Ja. <laughs> ja, men alltså, herregud. Uh, men det finns en producent som jag tycker man ska hålla lite koll på som heter Bodegas Ponce. Ja. Uh, också en ung kille, uh, Jean Antonio Ponce. Uh, ja. Som tidigare jobbat lite i Rioja. Men hans farsa och familj har ägt mark i Manchuela. Ja. Så han övade lite, övade lite vidmakning i Rioja. Uh, och sen så flyttade han tillbaka. Och har börjat då kultivera och göra jäkligt coola bobalgrejer. Fan, vad häftigt. Alltså att man blir inspirerad. Och de har även en... Ja, det går då under Bodegas Ponce och de gör massa olika liksom, vingårdslägen. Han betyder allting för sig och gör fina blends. Också ja. i lite den här mer elegant stil. Inte för mycket extraktion, inte för mycket liksom, ek, utan väldigt så här rena, snygga viner. Coolt. Och han gör även ett fint vin som heter Buena Pinta. Det är dock inte på Boval, men det är på Garnacha och en, den här kända drusorten Morvaria Agria. Som, ja, också, den, ja. <laughs> som också är väldigt typisk för Manchuela. Ja. Men de specialiserar sig på Boval. Och det finns lite på Bolis i BS. Så jag kan varmt rekommendera den här Buena Pinta. Så, ja, vad roligt. Den ligger på 159 spänn. Och det är liksom ett världsklassvin för den pengar måste jag säga. Supergott. Hälla i bourgonglas, lite svalare. Bam, bam. Underbart. Helt biodynamiskt odlat också. Och sen jag så... har också ett litet tips på, på, på något, något, ja, men vad som också händer i Spanien. Vill säga mm. att man tar lite mer internationella druvor och gör riktigt bra viner. Det finns ett vin som heter Acusp. Mm. A-C-U-S-P. 
från Castel Dencus. Mm-hmm. Eller Castel Dencus, jag vet inte vad de heter. Men det, det, det är en 100% Pinot Noir eh, mm-hmm. som de gör i då Kostelstelsegre. De gör det på typ, odlas på 1000 meter, 1000 meter upp så det är liksom verkligen så här fräscht, krispigt. Eh, bara 12,5% alkohol. Och de, liksom, de får transportera ner druvorna med, med hjälp av åsnor. För att de har så högt, högt så pass, ja, lite otillgängligt. Men det är riktigt, riktigt trevligt eh, vin. Kostar, och finns också i, i, i små partier några pla, eh, flaskor kvar nu. Eh, Spännande. Ganska dyrt, men jävligt gott. Kostar Smakar det så kostar det. Ja, jag menar det. Jag menar det. Mm. Men äh, jag tycker det är jättekul. Och äh, man kan ju alltid liksom... Man blir inspirerad av det händer nya grejer. Eller nya nya. Detta har jag hållit på ett tag. Men äh, när importörer börjar ta in lite mer goda grejer. Ja, och det är alltid kul med utveckling. Och det är alltid kul när, när tidigare kanske lite mer blaha blaha regioner börjar göra kanonviner. Det gillar man ju. Ja, mer bra vin åt folket. mer udda druvsorter. Ja. Man är ju trött på att bara gissa på samma gamla vanliga. Nu vill man ju blinda liksom, Pedro Jiménez. Ja, exakt. Det blir lite mer exciting när det blir lite mm. mer variation. Speciellt ja, när man jobbar verkligen. med det varje dag. Då vill man ha lite nya grejer. Verkligen. Men ska vi lämna över till Ferran Centejes? Centejes. Det gör vi. Så... Får ni lyssna lite mer och höra vad han har att säga om allt från Chacoli och Kava till de nya trenderna i Jerez Spännande. och de hetaste områdena att hålla koll på vad gäller Spanien om, nu. om ni har några frågor så når ni vill oss bästas, bästast, bästast, bästast. Bästast, mm-hmm. bäst på Instagram atvinpratarna uh, ja, antingen där är vi bara, liksom, aktiva, bara kommentera i, liksom, i kommentarsfältet eller skicka ett direkt med det andra Ja, det funkar oftast bäst. Vi finns ju, går ju på fejan också, äh, även om vi inte är lika aktiva där. Men, men precis, Instagram. Det är väl den, the ja, safest är... way to go. <laughs> ja, exakt. Och om ni vill mejla Eller... så är det på vinpratna.gmail.com. Ja, precis, precis. Spännande. Får vi se, ses vi, hörs vi om två veckor igen. Får mm. vi se vad det blir för spännande då, vad vi har bestämt oss för. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah, so let's just get straight into it. Um, for uh, the ones who might not know you that mm-hmm. well, can you just give us a little bit of presentation of, of yourself? Of course. <laughs> My name is uh, Ferran Centelles. Uh, I live in, in Barcelona, and my background is basically in restaurants. Uh, the, the, most of the, my career has been working at Atel Bulli, Yeah. restaurant mm-hmm. so I've been there for 18 years already 18 yeah 18 yeah. Yeah. so I started in 1999 mm-hmm. uh, till 2011 where, and in 2011 we did close the restaurant yeah and we are now transforming 
yeah, to the new project called El Bulli Foundation. Yeah. And I'm also part of it, so I'm also involved on El Bulli Foundation. Then in 2013, I started uh, reporting uh, and doing um, wine writing for Jancy Robinson. Mm? Yeah, so I'm the uh, taster of Jancy Robinson in, in Spain. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's half half of my time is just with the Bulli Foundation, where we are doing a new project, writing books, writing the Bullipedia, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. wants to be a, a gastronomical encyclopedia. Exactly. And on the other side, I'm part of the team at com. But how did your uh, journey into the wine business start off? Do you, do you, I mean, do you grew, grew up, uh, grew up no. with parents who were in yeah. the industry, or how did it all start? No, I mean, uh, like, I should say, like, most of my colleagues, uh, I, when I was young, I was wondering to become a chef, yeah. so cook. Then I started studying uh, to, to be a cook in the culinary school, but then suddenly I discover the service, yeah, and in the service there was a liquid element called wine, <laughs> yeah, and then you get interested to wine, and then one day you taste a, a nice glass of wine and you get and you say, oh, something here I don't understand what's going on, but it's something I like, mm. and then clack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, uh, become obsessed, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. part of your life. It's kind of obsession, yeah, passion, yeah. obsession, passion, half half. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. sort of yeah, uh, in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I mean, how, how was it, uh, or how is it really working with El Bulli? Man, because uh, I I never got the chance to be there mm-hmm. before you closed. Uh, but but I've seen I mean seen documentaries mm-hmm. and I've read about you mm-hmm. and there's a lot of. I mean, okay, food yeah. wise, I mean, when it comes to it's, it's, it's smokes and scents and yeah. stuff like that. How do yeah. you how do you pair it, wine? How I do should you think say, yeah, it, it was quite difficult mm. because uh, El Bulli was hundred percent avant garde and new taste and new techniques mm. and very revolutionary. Mm. Uh, at that time, 2011, the tasting menu was composed of 40 different uh, dishes that they. We're changing every day, yeah. So you can imagine the the the, the cuisine, the, the cookery staff was like very quick, yeah, and lots of things going on. However, uh, the sommelier team we always work in, uh, in in team. We were kind of more kind of classical, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you understand, yeah. like yeah, no so advanced, and we were always at the background mm. of. Uh, of the whole experience, mm. so actually it was not easy for for the, for us because we were there and the cuisine was so elevated and yeah so and so quick and so inventive and we were kind of normal guys, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and trying to mix avant-garde cuisine with normal service, with yeah, normal, wine, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. So actually we we didn't manage to to give an avant-garde answer our cuisine in terms of wine mm. so we didn't manage uh, although we were proposing some very interesting pairings and we were doing like few things that especially thought for for Ferran's Adrian uh, cuisine however it was not not a complete wine party no. so yeah the, the wine was quite classical and and it didn't really match this kind of no. super modern cuisine but the cellar at El Bulli, I mean, how, how was it composed? Was it was it a lot of classic regions and countries? Yeah. Or how, how do you actually do you we, build it? Yeah, we had a selection of one thousand five hundred wines, mm. more or less. So the total bottles were like twenty thousand in total, uh, mostly Spanish, of yeah. course, because yeah. we were in 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 Spain. But lots of Burgundy, mm. yeah, lots of Champagne, also yeah. Jerez was very important also in, in our wine list. But uh, we actually, at, uh, in 2007-2008, we started to change the way we were buying mm-hmm. the wines. And, and we were betting more on kind of light and delicate and not too, yeah, not too heavy wines. Okay. So yeah, so for, I would say from 99, when I started to 2007, the buying was quite standard. Mm-hmm. So top region, very good wines, some discoveries, Things like that, and then we kind of changed the way we were buying to, to just to get more 
lighter L and yeah. softer, yeah. yeah, some kind of more gastronomic. Like drinkability was very important yeah. also. More yeah, high, yeah. High acidity wines. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you did you buy? I mean, small amounts to also to be able to to uh, I mean adjust to to, uh, to the quick change in 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 the food that came out. Yeah, we or were, did you buy a yeah, lot? Yeah, no, to, to we were not buying like uh, we were buying like. Uh, small amount of of, uh, of lots of different wines yeah yeah uh, however I should say that we were uh, we, we were kind of going for the classics mm. so yeah Burgundy is a bit of Bordeaux champagne again yeah yeah so uh, we, we were not kind of of uh, super modern or super advanced no. buyers to be honest no. yeah no. yeah But how also how, how come you how come you started uh, got the chance to start at El Bulli? I mean, what did you, what, what, what happened before that? No, 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 no. I was I was studying in the culinary school in in Barcelona, mm -hmm. and every year we had the opportunity, or they had the opportunity to send two or three students to do an, an stage, an internship mm -hmm. to El Bulli. Uh, and then uh, I decided that I really wanted to go there because already in '99 El Bulli was something special yeah, yeah the, the, the big change I think was 97 when they got the th three Michelin star mm. so at, at that time it already was something very important at least in Catalonia or yeah, yeah at least in, in our country uh, and that's why I, I really wanted to to be there and then I started when I was 18 years old uh, I just get super fascination about this place oh, yeah, yeah, it was okay, yeah, okay. so quick and lots of intensity yeah yeah wow That was high high end gastronomy and and that's yeah uh, it was a, a huge learning experience at that time yeah yeah, yeah. cool um, but so um, let's go into and talk more about what's going on in Spain today mm -hmm. but continue, what, what are the sort of the biggest trends so to speak in Spain today I would say everything mm. so it's a lot of things going on now in, in Spain lots of new wine region boosting the quality mm. uh, lots of discovery so it's really exciting mm. and, yeah, and I can uh, I can visit lots of, of wine regions to do reports for for Janssen's and uh, and I'm super excited about yeah. the, the what, what would we say what are the sort of The, top the top, so yeah, 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 the main regions or the yeah. grapes. Uh, I mean, to to, to uh, keep your eye on. Yeah, I mean, it's you probably already know about this region, but Bierzo. Yeah, yeah, it's now producing great wines. Mm. Do you know Bierzo? They have the the uh, greatest percentage of all vines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the appellation with the yeah with the more old vines, okay. like 60 to 80 years old vines. So the quality of the grapes they they've got there, it's. It's a high Outsta level. Yeah, yeah, outstanding, yeah. outstanding, and now they're understanding how to make them yeah. in a good, in a in a soft, delicate style, and it's so so yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Bierzo, also, and there is another wine region. This this one is less known, called Ribeiro. Mm? Yeah, Ribeiro. It's uh, in the countryside in yeah. Lang Galicia, yeah. uh, far from the Atlantic uh, influences. But they've got a grape variety that I love, white, white grape variety that I love. It's called Trechadura. Mm? Yeah. So please do look for this name because Trechadura. Trechadura. Yeah, from it's from an upcoming grape variety. Yeah. yeah. It looks to me sometimes like kind of, I'm not going to say Riesling, but yeah, kind of very aromatic, yeah. lots of flowers, very fragrant uh, grape variety. That I kind just, of acidity yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I mean, when 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 I go and do my my tasting reports, I always taste blind taste. Mm. Okay, and then I do the average of the region. Mm. And Ribeiro has been so far the region with the higher average. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, mm. in terms of uh, quality scoring, yeah. quality scores that I have in in Spain. Okay, more than Ribera del Duero or Rioja, for instance. Oh. So Ribeiro, it's a region that I love. Yeah, okay. it, they they fit my taste. White wines, high city, flowers, peaches, mm. very exuberant. Exuberant. Very fragrant. And more, um, uh, what more regions? There are many because you know there is a, also a very traditional and old wine region called Navarra. Mm -hmm. So today in the Navarra mountains, so how, on, on the foothills of the Pyrenees, there is a, a few wine regions that are boosting the quality. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Like like 
more high elevated style of garnachas. Yeah. So they go also for lighter, softer, more delicate style and uh-huh. super, super aromatic. Yeah, they are lovely also. Okay. Navarra. Cool. <sighs> Ribera del Duero, it's, it's there. They are now doing authentic wines there. So I would say there are many, many reasons. Yeah. Uh, the new Cava legislation that it's coming mm. for the Cava de Paraje, which is a single vineyard Cava. Yeah, we want to talk about Cava yeah, too. Yeah, that is also but 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 why is all this happening? I mean, what 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 are the what are the um, the movements, so to speak, in the, in the, well, uh, the Spanish wine world? Yeah, well, it's been in, in the uh, I would say sixties, yeah, or something like that. The, the co- cooperative movement was very important. Mm-hmm. So all the growers, they were gathered in the same winery mm-hmm. yeah. and now we see more and more uh, some of these very small small growers mm-hmm. producing the wine they like to produce them, themselves mm-hmm. so yeah so we see a, a boost yeah an increase of small vine growers wondering to produce their own wine that's quite interesting yeah. okay, uh, okay, okay. Because, yeah, the, the, there are smaller size uh, wineries that are producing very good quality or different style of wines but are they also, I mean, younger winemakers and of course. the new generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah of new. course. Market change, yeah. uh, uh, the wine world is, is I think, is changing. Mm. Not just in Spain, but around the world. Mm. And, and new generations, they follow the trend. Ah. Yeah, and that's why also. But this is also more focus on, on I mean, um, even more single vineyard. Or yeah, we are, or yeah, we are kind of understanding these things. Yeah, single vineyard, it's it's becoming important now mm. still not full understood but uh, if you see the wineries oh. or I'm gonna say classical modern wineries small big whatever mm. you see the wineries when you always see a single vineyard wine it's the most expensive wine of, yeah. of the whole range yeah yeah so we're kind of understanding that single vineyard means more value yeah. and more gastronomical yeah Mm. Uh, value to it mm. so single vineyards is also very important we are working more more and more with uh, lease huh? uh, contact white wines that also quite quite important yeah uh, we are trying to balance the the use of oak because mm. you know Spain we have been, been oak, oaking yeah, yeah. we have been <laughs> yeah, proud of oaking our wines so yeah. we are understand we are using less and less uh, yeah. oak uh, we are now looking to the acidity mm. uh, so like 20 years ago or 10 years ago when you did the in harvest time when you did the when you did the analytics mm. you were always looking to sugar and to alcohol oh. and now yeah we are more looking to the acidity than the alcohol because alcohol you will always get in in yeah. spain yeah. so trying to 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 balance trying to follow the the trend of of the market to drinkability, yeah, mm. it's a it's a common trend in Spain. But is this uh, also? Um, I mean, is this also do? Uh, does this also apply in, in like classical regions like Rioja? Do is also less oak, more yeah. acidic, or, or or I mean, how, what was happening? Well, uh, in, in, in yeah, Rioja it's is uh, sixty thousand hectares. Yeah, so they they do a huge production. Yeah, uh, it's kind of divided. I mean, in Rioja you still have the very classical ones that they. Each day, uh, wines in uh, American American, oak, American yeah. oak for four years or, or more, which they are beautiful and I love. So I, I, I love this this style. You also have the ultra modern style. Mm. So great ripeness of, of the grape, uh, very fruit forward wines mm. with lots of uh, texture and lots of impact of of this ripeness. Mm. And in in the middle, you have this kind of half and half style <laughs> okay. integrated yeah. I say yeah. integrated style that mm. they they go towards the, the modern but still mm. keep this traditional mm. taste yeah. right. so in Rioja there is kind of in between yeah but it's not it's the it's not the most dynamic wine region oh. no it's not the most it's still yeah it's very large quantity I mean the wineries they are large and, and it's not a region that they change quick yeah, no, it's no, kind no, of classical really. which I think it's okay yeah, yeah. Rioja is very authentic, mm. and I mean Rioja tastes Rioja. Yeah, and, and people still want it. Yeah, of course. Your, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's something which is quite difficult to obtain. And once you have a, a regional mm. style, that it's something that we all the wine regions they look for mm. to obtain this regional style. 
you need to protect it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and they're yeah. doing so. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know in terms of market, but in terms of a style, they are very strong keeping the traditions and mm. yeah, and, mm. and I think it's it's good for them. Mm. But when I mean sort of when did this um, what, what we see now in Spain? When did all this start? I mean this 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 movement or I mean this um, change in in. Yeah, good. I, I, yeah, I mean, not so long time ago. No, 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 no. It's it's ten years, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know where to put just as a starting point of no. of it, but I would say like fifteen years. Yeah, that it's been like a massive change and and very quick <coughs> evolution uh, and, and and kind of. Changing the, the paradigm. Mm, yeah. mm, okay. But you also uh, you're gonna hold a masterclass here yes. at the wine Spain. So so what's I mean what's up, what are the topics? What are you gonna talk about in that? Um, what are the most important? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the key topics, so to speak. We'll we'll just go through through all the Spain. So I'm gonna give a global picture mm. about the, the wines wine style. So we'll be covering some of these local grapes that they are very interesting. Mm. So Can you tell me a little bit about the, the yeah. local local grapes that are yeah. Trechadura for sure. We yeah. spoke yeah. about that. Uh, Mencia also it's it's very important. But now there are some other very small, uh, like very local and red grapes, and we see more and more wines produced from those grapes, mm. like in Catalonia mm. uh, Trepat, which is a super uh, interesting uh, grape variety. What else? Like Rome in uh, in Andalusia. Mm. So there are many many locals, very super intriguing grapes that okay. which, uh, and producers they are understanding that uh, for them having a local unknown grape and taking the potential that it, it they have. Mm. It's something that they can sell easily. And, uh, okay. So uh, what else are you going to talk about in the is it Chacoli, hmm? new new wave, uh, new wave Chacoli, which is also very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, well, because Chacoli is, is usually it's like uh, what do you call it in Spain or in English Basquian. Yeah, in yeah, Spain, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Bas- yeah. Well, actually, Chacoli is Basquian. Chacoli is it's. It's a white wine with lots of acidity, little mm. extract, little aromas. Mm. It's something that you drink like you know, one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, very well, refreshing. Well, and what is the new wave? Chacolí? Yeah, what they are they are basically in Chacolí, which is the region. It's amazing with those granitic soils, terraces. I mean, the viticulture. It's mm. it's a beautiful place, but they are kind of decreasing the the yields per hectare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the yielding is is decreasing. They are having more concentration on 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 the grapes mm. they are kind of working better with the lease yeah so a bit more ripe okay. style of of wines and 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 to me the white wines now the new wave white wines in in Chacolí, they are among the best in 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 the world okay. I, I love them yeah, yeah. because the city is there but now they've got texture and, and aromas yeah. and although on the Revi, it's not the best grape. I'm no. Personally, I think for for quality, they are obtaining great results. Yeah. Great results. Yeah. Any producers to look for when it comes to that, that new wave chocolate? Si, si, si. Uh, uh, it's a it's a great producer. Gorka Izaguirre. Also, there is a, a wine called Uno, like mm-hmm. wine in, in mm-hmm. Spain. It's also great. So I am actually visiting the region next November to do a blind taste huh? of, of the whole appellation. I'm, okay. I'm very looking forward to it, to yeah. discover more and more producers. But the, the, the only thing that happens in Chacolí that it's very local, the production, I mean, they have like, what, 500 hectares in total, which is oh, nothing. Not yeah, more, uh, no. yeah, and, and it's difficult to just to go and export those wines because they are drunk. In, yeah, within locally, Spain, locally. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here in Sweden, we're also talking quite a lot. I mean, there are wines from from Madrid, Valencia, mm-hmm. and also Tenerife. Tenerife. Oh, see, I forgot yeah. about that. Then. Yeah. What, what, what's your opinion? We, we, okay. Let's let's talk Madrid. Yeah. What's 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 happening here? Yeah, Ma- Madrid. Uh, I have mixed feelings about Madrid uh, because some they are very good, but there are some others that are just trendy and. Ah. and 
not and that they don't follow my palate. I mean, there are some of them that they can get easily oxidized. Mm. So it's I have I still need more. Uh, I need to visit more and understand more this kind of movement. Mm. I, I know they are super trendy, and I know there are some of them that are producing great uh, quality. But also, uh, there are some others that just go and follow the trendy, but they mm -hmm. they're kind of not perfectly made. No. So I'm half half in Madrid. Tenerife, top. Okay. The okay. Tenerife. Yeah. You you can imagine. I was visiting Tenerife two months ago, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and it's a revolution. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, actually, okay. yeah, my next my next article in Chelsea Robinson it's about Tenerife wines. All right. Because they are so trendy. The Malvasia wines, mm. the white wines from Malvasia, they are amazing. Uh, all the other local red grapes are also producing a great, mm. a great quality, and there is a boost a boosting of new producers. Super interesting wine, and they achieve. This kind of acidity, which is not very acidic or, or citrusy, but it's kind of salty acidity. Oh, yeah. But it's super elegant. Uh, uh, so you taste, you actually taste that is a wine that comes from an island, from from Tenerife, and so authentic, mm. so authentic. So I'm I'm very impressed about the quality of yeah. Cool, but, but because um, I mean, has this been going on? Has this been a quick? Quick evolution, uh, or or is it just that we haven't heard about it? I see that it's going on now because all the the top producers they have not been producing wine for a long time. Okay. So all they are very young young people, very yeah. talented people, uh, and I see them most of them producing wine since uh, five years or so. Oh. So it's yeah, kind of this. In Tenerife, yeah, in Tenerife, I agree. This kind of new generation, it's taking the power. Sort of exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, pff, yeah, on, on, on cool. quality. But, but honestly, yeah, Tenerife, it's, it's a one yeah. region to look to. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I just forgot because they are out there. In, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel I'll, bad I'll, now. I'll, I'll. I feel bad now. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, and you know Tenerife wines that the. They were exported like in in the 70th yeah. century. The history it's, it's just amazing, yeah, and, yeah. and we we actually find out that the first bottle of wine, not not bottle barrel, sorry, the first wine that arrived to Australia huh? was, was from Tenerife. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. We have the records know. of that. Oh wow! Yeah, thanks to a, a very good historian called yeah. Carlos Cologan. Yeah, and yeah, they are doing a, they are doing great discoveries now about the, the history of, of Tenerife wine. Oh, cool. Yeah, not just Canary wine, but also Tenerife wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, what about Valencia? Is this, what was your opinion on Valencia? See, Valencia, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I still don't see so many producers. There are a few of them that that they do great quality mm. uh, still, but I, I... I guess you need the Yeah, you still need there. Yeah, I mean, more the altitude. Yeah. 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 I mean the qualities is there, the potential, the great varieties, everything. I just, I I'm just wondering like more producers to come and, and mm. yeah. And I I I see a revolution in Tenerife. I see a revolution in in Madrid. Uh, Valencia is more sleepy to me now. Okay. Still. Okay. okay. Still a bit sleepy. Okay. But I'm sure the the quality potential is there, mm. and there are like three or four producers that are. Super. No, top and, notch. Yeah. Mm. Well, what's um? I mean, oh, maybe we should t talk a little bit about Cava before we talk future. But I mean, mm -hmm. because I mean, it's it's happening a lot mm -hmm. with Cava right now with with a new appellation uh, or yeah. new. Uh, uh, tell me what what's what's well, what I is think, going on here. I think yeah, I think Cava. To me, Cava is a great product. I mean, the quality you get at the prices you pay. Mm. Yeah. You can you can beat beat it. However, probably in export mar uh, markets, the image of Cava is not the best. But the quality is is, is there. Uh, the uh, the Consejo Regulador, the regulatory body, they have taken a, a step forward the quality and they have promoted this uh, single vineyards Cava now just very recently. Uh, a new appellation called Cava de Paraje, mm. so single vineyard Cava, and the the standards they are a bit more hi higher. Uh, the aging 
needs to be a late I think I, I don't I don't remember but lots of years of, of aging yeah. uh, so that they cannot they are boosting the standards for to be part of the Cava de Paraje so super premium Cava super premium Cava style, yeah. <laughs> and they are bloody good Oh, they yeah, are, yeah. yeah. So when uh, I did a tasting, all 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 the new promoted cabas de paraje, they are superb. Even okay. if you compare it to champagne, and I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm okay. I'm from Spain <laughs> and I'm promoting Spain like crazy, but uh, in my honest uh, no, and humble opinion, mm. they uh, they are very close to to great champagnes. Yeah, okay. yeah, but it's something that, okay, I'm Catalan, I blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but honestly, I think so. Honestly, huh? I think so, that they are yeah, getting closer to, to champagne and this new step to, to promote it, Cava de Paraje. It's just, yeah. But how, 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 will, how will this change the, the, the Cava business? Okay, business is another thing. Yeah, mm. I mean, in in or the, or the car industry, I mean, yeah. both both when it comes to production, but also of course when yeah. it comes to to export and sales. And yeah, all that. that's that's yeah. I'm, I mean, the the only way to increase the the image of Cava and, and and to be able to ask for a bit higher prices, it's from the top of the pyramid. So they are they are kind of working hard on, on the top just to see if they can kind of influence the, mm. the, the rest. So I, I think that they are taking the, the good path. The, I think they are taking the good way. Uh, how it will impact the market, we still don't know. Oh. Yeah. No. I, hope, I hope it will be very positive. But we still don't know. But how many? But how many are there there today of the parajes? Um, uh, I should know that because I'm on the on the committee. <laughs> <laughs> but around but like around ten. Around ten. Yeah, 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 yeah ten, yeah, twelve. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. So Gramona is there. Uh, Privat is there. Uh, Codorneo with mm. their top cubes. Mm. Uh, well, there are, there are, uh, the I mean, honestly, if, if you see Cava de Paraje, uh, you can be sure that it's... You should uh, buy it. Yeah, yeah you mm. should buy it, and it's a top top producer. Top producer, top product. Mm. But do they produce enough to, to also export? I mean, even to small countries like Sweden, could we? is it easy to, to get hold of, or is it very small amounts? Yeah, in Sweden, it's not... I mean, we are very... Uh, I mean, all the wineries are happy to send wine to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Not just because of the system Bolaget, which no. is something that I don't understand how it works because I'm I'm not in the export business. No. However, the the Swedish people, I think they, you've got a great wine sensibility. So although the the system it's it's a bit weird, uh, most of our wineries are are super happy to send wine abroad here. Mm. I mean top wines because mm. we know that. There is this sensibility, and that you are good wine quality, quality wine drinkers. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and coming back to Cava de Paraje, probably it's not going to be massive, but it's going to be quality. And, mm-hmm. and I perfectly see a, a nice Cava de Paraje to be sold in, in the Opera Keller, oh, for yeah. instance, or yeah. something. Yeah. But but when also when it comes to Cava, is your hope that? I mean, uh, the Cava de Parajes, um, Paraje is going to be uh, going to make the sort of the, the, the little bit lower level also mm-hmm. to to make better wines. Or I mean, is it? I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I really hope so. I mean, and 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 but if you go to these lower levels, they are already quite good. Mm. Yeah, but we don't have the 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 image. Probably. No, no, we don't have yeah. And image is important also. Yeah. But if we talk, what's going to happen next? Sort of. I mean, if you talk the next five, ten years in, in mm-hmm. Spain, what's, what's going to happen when it comes to the okay. to wine? Uh, drinkability. Mm. Uh, drinkability is is there. Mm. So it's already. We are all, all the producers. They are thinking on produce wines that are easier. To drink, keeping the intensity, keeping the aromatics, and keeping the quality factors, but kind of more like softer, yeah, mm. yeah easier way. So drinkability, it's it's a it's a word that will, of course, come. Authenticity, yeah, single single vineyards, mm. okay. Uh, 
betting on top cubes, mm. uh, kind of differentiating those winners and betting on on top cubes, by promoting the local and rare, and rare grape varieties, recovering those grapes to produce top mm. wines. Mm. So there are many things going on now yeah, mm. in in Spain, and the Consejo Reguladores betting on quality. Ah, for sure. Ah. Yeah. Do you think also it's going to be keeping this this way that it is now with, with more smaller producers and, and, and fewer cooperatives? I'm convinced of that. Yeah. However, cooperative wines they are good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that cooperatives they are they are very bad because in cooperatives you can find like very good deals and, and yeah, yeah, nice sure. nice wines. Yeah. But but I see I see in in every wine region I go. There is a boost of new wineries, and mm. yeah, for instance, we were talking about uh, Bierzo. Okay? Mm. Every year, the number of, of wineries in Bierzo region is boosting and, mm. and increasing, mm. and that happens same in, in, in all the wine regions that you visit mm. in, in Spain. That means that we are seeing more producers, okay, those producers, they are normally they were normally grape growers wandering to produce their own wine, yeah. and that's a trend. I mean, that's a trend. Okay, yeah. we we also have to talk a little bit of Jerez, of course. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned the Palo Cortado before. I mean, but but what's going on in Jerez? In, okay. in your the, opinion, yeah, the big trend now in Jerez, huge trend, is to produce non forty five. So without uh, adding alcohol, white wines. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So how it's they produce the same grapes? Still? The same grapes, oh. and just a tiny bit of flour, which are those yeasts that give. Okay, you know mm. the yeah, flour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the fino. Yeah, the fino yeah, yeah. flour. So the the they do the single the, the fermentation, mm. okay? and then the flour starts to yeah to protect the wine uh, against oxidation. Yeah for let's say few months yeah they don't do any fortification at all okay. and then just later on f- they filter and they prepare the wine to be sold so that means that we obtain kind of 12 percentage 12 something like that mm-hmm. white wine mm-hmm. with touch of floor with a touch of yeast yeah yeah so kind of uh, sherry style but not Fortification, okay, and they are amazing. Yeah, because yeah, it's like like, like drinking sherry without getting this warming alcohol. Yeah, that I like warming alcohol. <laughs> no, no problem because I love Jerez. <laughs> but if if you imagine that, uh, I mean, and there are now kind of ten or twelve producers doing this this style of wine. And it's okay. just but they are sort of b- both big and, and small producers. Yeah, or is yeah. It, okay. Yeah, it's kind of more on the small side. Yeah. But bigger producers are also starting to to kind of investigate on uh, uh, this sense. Also, yeah, and uh, very very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'd love to taste that. Yeah. Because I guess that also opens up for a whole new. Um, Food, food pairing. Uh, yeah, you can I mean, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cherry has been always a very gastronomical product. Yes. So, but if, if you even go lower on the alcohol, uh-huh. that even helps to the okay. to the food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and uh, for the more um, sort of the cl- the classic uh, sherries, um, what's your opinion on the, the interest? The trend, to, I mean, uh, the yeah. trends and the interest for I mean, the Oloroso yeah, and that yeah. kind of. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, for for uh, okay, let's talk about uh, restaurants and let's talk about top restaurants. Uh, the cherry wineries, the bodegas, they are giving us jewels and treasures, and they are kind of showing that they got like hundred years old barrel full mm. of of wine that it's so concentrated and we use it in top restaurants just for a very, very tiny, we give to the, our customers like a very tiny glass from century old wine. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it's amazing. And, and the classical bodegas in Jerez, they're showing these treasures now that they were forgotten for a while, but today the market is ready to pay them. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we see kind of... Uh, more of this very old stuff coming That's to the market. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can sometimes it is like coming of uh, vinagre de Modena, no? Or uh, Modena, they are almost like vinegar because they are so concentrated and, and the volatile acidity is uh, very very high. <laughs> but they are just very emotive and yeah, lovely. Ah, yeah. good. Lovely. Yeah. 
Well, uh, thank you very much, Fran. Muchas gracias. For, for, uh, for taking the time. And, Un placer. Uh, <laughs> and have a uh, nice rest of your stay in, in Stockholm. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you thank, you. thank you Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.